Okay, guys, uh, we're live now on Facebook. We're glad to have you here for our live stream. We're going to do things just a little bit different this week because I wanted to share something with you guys that we do here every week. And uh, I just want to make sure that you understand the, the uh, purpose and the priority, that the reason we do this. So I got in my right hand here. This is a prepackaged uh, for your safety and convenience. This is communion. That's not the way we used to do it. Uh, several years ago, we had, a, you know, individual cups, and uh, I love the story about the one cup communion people that um, they used one cup until they got too too big for one cup, and so then they were a two cup, one cup, uh, <laughs> just a congregation. But um, we're not that uh, strict. But here's the deal: we do communion every week, and I would encourage you to look into that and the reason that we do that. I'm going to talk for just a second. Um, guys, a few years ago, um, I was studying and listening and praying. And when I say a few years ago, I mean, I lived in a different state. It was uh, at least 30 years ago. And uh, I was with a small group and we had a small group meeting in someone's house and once a week. And we, had, we went to what we call big church and then we'd have little church and then we'd have Sunday school. We, we went to church a lot. Okay which I needed, evidently. Uh, it's like my Catholic friend said when I was talking to her one time, and I said, uh, I was raised pretty strict. She said, well, it probably kept you out of a lot of trouble. And I said, thank you, Lord. <laughs> okay. So, but here's the deal. Um, we begin to look at communion and how it has been a part of the New Testament church since the New Testament church started. They met together, they ate together, they spent time together, and most people believe that what they did was just like Jesus said, do this in what? Remembrance. Remembrance of me. And I began to study, listen to some teachers, read some stuff, pray, see God. And I came up with this, and I shared it years ago on film, but I want to do it again real quick. I don't do anything quick. So. But watch this. Adam and Eve were in the garden. And they ate something. And sin came into the world. Didn't it? Yeah. It changed everything by something they ate. And you go, Bruce? Well, they disobeyed. Yeah, they did. But how did they disobey? They ate something. Okay. The Israelites are in captivity. And they do everything they can do to Pharaoh let them loose. But the last plague was the death angels coming. And the directions were very specific. A lamb without any flaws bring it in, butcher it, cook it, and it said, eat it all. And if your family's not big enough to eat the whole lamb, bring in a family from next door. And then take that blood and put it on the doorpost. But watch this. They're in there. They eat something, and they're saved. Do you see that? I have it on pretty good authority. I've not talked to Moses personally. 
But I've got it on pretty good authority that there were people in that house that probably didn't have all their stuff together. They probably had failed God. They were probably looking at the ankles of the lady next door. They were probably whatever, whatever their problem was. They might have been gossiping. They might have been uh, sneaking. I don't know what they were doing. Getting into the communion line. I guess it was this thing then. But anyway, but the point is this. They were not perfect. But they got in the house. And they ate what they were commanded to eat. And when the death angel came, were they saved? Yes. What you think about that? It's just a picture, okay? But pictures are important. When I'm lost, I like to have a map. That's a map, boys and girls, to find where you need to go. Jesus is about to go to the cross. And every year the Jewish, on the Jewish calendar, they practiced Passover, the celebration of what God redeemed them Save them from the death angel. And he said, I have longed to eat this meal with you. I have longed to. Because he was about, it was about to divide time into half from the old covenant to the new covenant. He was about to do something amazing on that cross. And they thought, they thought he was taking, they thought that, you know, this was not part of the plan. But listen, he knew the plan. He came to get on that cross. And, and I'm so thrilled that he went through with the plan this morning. So that you can go through with your plan that he has for you. He said, I've, I've longed to eat this. And he took this. Tear back that top layer, guys. I want you to hold that in your hand. And Jesus said, this is my body that's broken for you. Eat that together and celebrate the fact that he died for you on the cross. He died for you. It's not what you did. And I'm glad you're here. Thanks for getting up this morning and push starting your Toyotas and getting here. Listen, thank you for being here. Thank you, but thank, but listen, it's not because you're here, it's because he's here. It's because he paid the price, and we celebrate that this morning. Because he said, remember what saved you. You are sheep. He saves us. Amen. Not we ourselves, we're just sheep. Tear back that next level. Later, if you can keep it off of you, it's, it's hard sometimes. I've spilt it about 30% of the time. But what's this, guys? What's this? He said, drink, and this is my blood that's paying the price for this new covenant. And he said, when you do this, remember me. And they didn't even know why they would be remembered him. They thought he was going to set up his kingdom here on earth and everything's going to be good. And it, does it always look like you thought it was going to look? Oh, no. But praise God that he knows what it's going to look like to be with him for eternity, eating and drinking and celebrating and reigning and ruling with him forever. That's what I'm celebrating is his. He said, remember what paid for it. It's not me being good. And I'm trying this morning, but it's him being good. It's him being perfect. Celebrate with me this morning. And we celebrate that fact 
I was talking to one of my brothers yesterday. No, day before yesterday. And literally, I told him, I said, you know, I am, you know my background. Some of y'all do, some of you don't, it don't matter. I'm not, it doesn't matter. But what does matter is I said, I don't think I can ever meet again weekly anywhere that I can't bring the communion. And I don't mean I have to do it. I'm talking about celebrate it. Does that make sense? He said, oh, you're a Catholic. Absolutely. Catholic means universal. I'm part of the universal church. Oh, you're Church of Christ. Absolutely. This is the church that Christ established. Oh, you Baptist. Yep, because I baptized. <laughs> no, we did it last week. Anybody get baptized last week? Yes. Wonderful. I had a, that was, and I want y'all to quit making fun of my white feet. That hurts my feelings. Not, not, just, and not, my new rapper name's Marshmallow. <laughs> but, 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 and here's the deal. Guess what? I'm also Methodist because I have a method to my madness. No, I'm serious. You, you go, Bruce, what, why would you say this? Because I want you to know that the Christian church that I'm part of for 123 years, I was not the first pastor, right? Okay, I know you were the first secretary. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Boom, boom, boom. Anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm not in trouble, am I? Anyway, Kim tried to fix that. Anyway, but no, literally, guys, this church is for you. Whether you're online, whether you're here, I'm so glad you're here. Whatever, ever, how you're here, if you're watching this two days from now, I want you to know that God loves you and you are welcome here and you are welcome in his presence. You say, you don't understand, Bruce. I don't have my love life worked out. Yeah, yeah. Lord, he said, Bruce, you, you don't understand. I don't have my finances worked out. Well, Merry Christmas. Uh, yes, God. We, oh, yeah, by the way, we take an offering, too, if you want to, by the way. Anyway, whatever. But then the third, the third thing, I don't have, you know, I don't understand all the theology of this stuff. Hey, it's a big book. Get a hold of it. Start working on it, you know, uh, for 1995. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, but the point being is this. He loves you and wants you to be part of his family. Is that true? Come on, is that true? Yes. And you can do it here, you can do it wherever, it don't matter to me. That ain't my, that's not my decision. My decision is I'm going to follow Jesus. Amen. So, and he had some stuff that I want to talk about this morning. I've got a four-hour sermon we're going to condense down. Matthew, and we're still in Matthew, chapter 7. And we have just finished talking about 15 because he's talking about fruit. And guys, I want to tell you that fruit's important. I'm going to tell you that we planted, uh, somebody planted, not we, we being the royal sets, somebody in my family, um, planted some tomato plants in a, in a couple of buckets out in front of my house. If a banana had popped off of that, I would have been shocked. We would have known that was not a tomato plant, Right. We'd say that's a banana plant, okay? Or if, you know, a kitty cat grew out on the end of that, that would even be something else. We might take a picture of that, put that on Facebook. But here's the deal. Literally, we're known by our fruit. And I want to tell you, if there's no good fruit in your life, 
you need to think about the fact, by the way, I got a cough dropping this morning. I've been coughing a little bit. But if the fruit is not coming, if, you, if there's no good fruit in your life, you need to probably think about the kind of seeds you've been planting. Now, is anybody listening? Because you, 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 what grows up is what you plant. So here's the deal. I'm not telling you to come look at everybody else's fruit. I'm saying examine your own fruit. Okay. Then it says this scary scripture, 7 and 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. He says that someday in judgment, they're going to say, I did this, I did this, I did this. I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to talk, I'm not going to brag on anything I did. I'm going to tell you, I got one thing to brag about. Literally one thing to brag about. It's what Jesus did. Now, it matters what you do, so do good things, you know. But here's the deal. Follow, the, follow what God says. Follow what the Bible says. Follow, you know. And, but, because if, if you want to get from here to, to Galena and you start going north, you're going to be, you're going to miss out on, you're going to be going the wrong way, okay? You, you can't get there, but you have to go all the way around the earth, okay? It's a long ways, okay? I'm guessing. Okay, I've never been there. But here's, here's the thing. Guys, watch this. We need to follow him. That's what he says over and over. I said it over and over last week. He'll meet somebody and he'll say, follow me. So let's follow Jesus. Let's lay, lay our religion aside a while. Let's lay this down for a while. And let's follow him. And now here is where we start. going to start this morning. This is the focus of today's sermon. Matthew seven twenty four. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I would liken him to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. There's a reason that I wanted to use this scripture this morning. Okay. A picture is worth a thousand words. Does that make sense? And it and I think in I love words and I and I divide words. I look at um, David uh, Thompson was talking at the uh, at the men's fellowship breakfast and talked about how he a lot of times will see things where you know like work would be W O R K and you do W stands for this and O stands for this and and I think the same way and I think that way with words but I want you to get this part. Okay, because I want you to see this picture. He says these words. A wise man builds his house on the rock. The rock doesn't move when the wind blows. The rock doesn't move when it rains. The rock doesn't move. Are you following me? And what we've done is we have built our hope, faith, and confidence on something besides the rock. Because when bad things happen, people start screaming and running, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? I want to tell you something. If your house, which is essentially is your life, your essence of, of what you believe is built on the person, watch this, the person of Jesus Christ. I will never forget I've talked about this many times before, but I will never forget the big 
mess that happened in the evangelical circles, I don't know, years ago. This guy got caught doing this, then this guy tells about this guy doing this, and this guy, all of the big evangelists, all this stuff, everybody's pointing fingers, all this is in all the news, and on and on and on, and this is revealed, and this is revealed. And I want to tell you something, people were going nuts. I remember it. People in the churches were going, people that had been going to their colleges, people are doing this, people doing that. Everybody's going crazy, okay? And literally one person, I'm not going to be very generic, came to me and said, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? And I literally wasn't ugly, I don't think, but I said, what was you doing before? Because... If what you're doing before caused you to act like this when this happens, you need to do something different. Does that make sense? Yeah. If you run off the road every 20 minutes, you might ought to start quit looking at your phone when you're going down the road. Okay? I'm serious. Literally, guys, you need to do something different. Putting your faith, hope, and confidence in religion is a, is a mistake. You know, listen, meeting together studying his word, celebrating the fact that he paid the price for us is not religion. That's, a, that's practice, okay? But you know, trying try to figure out every nuance of what, if this person does this and then that means this, this means that. Listen, he's called us to follow a person and that person is Jesus Christ and he is alive. That's why we call it the Christian. We are Christians, Christ followers, one translation of that, which I don't like as well as the other, but it's still the truth, just because I don't like something don't mean it ain't right, okay, is little Christ. Little Christ. Being, in other words, being his, he calls us his ambassadors to this world that's in a mess. And if you're, if you're falling around like this, when, when the wind blows, people are going to look at you and go, I don't want no part of that. Because if they're doing, if they're having that kind of problem, here's it. And I don't mean we don't have problems. I'm talking about the way we deal with problems. I mean, here's the deal. It's not if the wind's going to blow. It's not if there's going to be a storm. In this life, there will be trouble. And and that's the same for everybody. Whether you're the president of GM or you're the president of the local chapter of the VFW, it's, you're, you're going to have problems, right? And it's not just people, it's circumstances, it's, it's, all, it's health, it's, it's all of this stuff, guys. And here's the deal. Where is your house built? That's my question. Because I just took a wafer and broke it in half and celebrated the fact that I don't have to, my house is on a firm foundation. He paid the price for my foundation. He is my foundation. And I need reminding of that. I need a little reminder because the wind starts blowing and my jacket starts moving a little bit and I'm like, okay, I'm on the rock. Okay, it's gonna be okay, does that make sense? And it's easy to start building your values, your trust in the American economy. <laughs> in my higher handlebars and louder pipes. In the perfect hairdo. In the what just just 
pick it out in your appearance, in your, in your, who you think's going to run for whatever. That's, listen, I got news for you. There's been somebody taking hatchets and running over the hill and stealing their women for generations, for thousands of years. That's what people do. That's what wars and rumors of wars. That's what they've done before there was electricity. That's what they did. Are you following me? This, nothing's new. Okay. That's humankind. So what's this? The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blow and beat on the house and it did not fall because it was founded on the rock. This was a, a truth that is probably very simple to you, but that I struggled with in, in my youth and I, and I struggled with it as a young adult until God revealed it. I mean, I'm talking about through his word. I'm not, but here's the deal. God is already in the future. You know that he don't have, I mean, he may have a watch. Of course, he would probably be an Omega if he did. But here's the deal. I'm, I'm serious, not about the Omega. I am serious, though, about God is in already there. Okay? He, he is, there is no time or space with God. He is God. He's already there. See, the rock is already there. Are you following me? In your past that you're so worried about, he's, he's still there. In the present that we like, we, we try to live in, he's here. Right? Are you following me? Yep. He is very aware of what's going on with you right now. But he's also where you're going. And guess what? He ain't kicked you out back here because of the mess you're going to make. Are you, I mean, literally, what kind of God is that? He is a God. He's a daddy. He's an Abba. He's a lover of his people. He died for us so that we can live with him forever. He's perfect. But he has no illusion that we are. He's been dealing with people for a long time. Okay? But what's this? We can be firm. We can stand firm on him. Now, everyone here who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, he'll be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of the house. I want you to hear these words this morning. I want you to compare the fall of this house to the confusion that's going on today in this world. See, if you have built your house on the rock, don't get me wrong, doesn't mean that we don't think about like the ant who we build up something so we can eat later. It's that, it don't, don't think we're just gonna, you know, just not use common sense. But here's the deal, guys. You can have peace in the middle of the storm. In the middle of the storm of your family. In the middle of the storm of your finances. In the middle of the storm of question of your faith. All of those things. Listen, God is our help and hope and home. And if, the, if you get that, 
I mean, that's been the, the words we've used here for many years now. God, in the middle of this storm, if you if it's built in this, I mean, Israel is the temperature. He, it, it, we watch that thermometer of to see how hot the world's getting. Is that right? And it's smoking right now. Are you, you following me? And I'm not going to get into a long diatribe about that. But the, but the point is, is that the world is shaking. But here's the deal. We may be here 10 years, 20 years, 100 years. I, I doubt that this 1958 model will be around in 100 years. But this nation, whatever, however you want to do that. But I'm not making any predictions. What I'm predicting is that those of us who stand on the rock will stand when the wind blows, when the storm comes. When, when, when it's good, when it's bad, when it's ugly. Does that make sense? He will be there during all that, during our pain, during our joy. He is there. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And where's your house built? I want to tell you, I, uh, I've told this story several times, but I want you to understand this. Kim and I got married in 82. I had, um, uh, we, I got out of the military in 84, moved back to Camden, the end of 84, beginning of 85 there. And I had everything planned out. I'm serious. Because, you know, I'm selfish, I'm a planner, I'm a thinker, I'm a, and, I, and I was dragging God along with every, everything on there. Okay, and I had a, a I, back in those days, I used a legal pads for everything. And I wrote down what I was going to do in my life. I wrote it down. And I began to, every day, because I had been to a school at some point during my very varied education. <laughs> I must have paid attention for a minute. And I began to seek that and seek that. And I was dragging God with me. I was praying over it. I was, you know, and, and it was all during the faith time. So, but watch this, guys. All that happened. All of that happened. Everything on that sheet of paper has happened. And you go, Bruce, down to the details of some of the things I wrote down. And you said, oh, Bruce, you're so blessed. You're so blessed. Yes, I am blessed. But that was my focus. But then God came along and the storm came. And none of that mattered anymore. Are you listening to me this morning? It didn't matter anymore. Anymore, It didn't matter. Okay, it still matters. You got to pay the bills. Okay. You know, especially, anyway. But the point being is this. What mattered way more was where my house was built. And guess what happened? The edges of it was crumbling because I had built Jesus and this. Jesus and this. So I had the corner of it on Jesus, but on the sand, I've been propping this up with my desires, with my strength, with my this. And when the storm came, all that started crumbling away. And I'm like, we're going to have to move this house over a little bit. No, I'm dead serious. You think I'm kidding. I stood out on the back porch of my house, right down up there on Mockingbird. I stood out there, and I, it's not actually a porch, it's a deck. And I, it's not even a deck, it's a, whatever it is. It's a back door. I stood by the back door. It's also a parking lot out there. People always say, where's all them cars? Yeah, we need to put them up on blocks so we'll fit in. But anyway, 
But watch this, guys. Watch this. I said, God, you've met all my needs according to your riches and glory. But I'm going to have to focus on you and no longer focus on all this. Because all this was shaking. My religion got shook hard. My relationships got shook hard. And you know what? It's the best thing that ever happened to me. Because now, all my hope is in you. Oh God, all my hope. It's no longer in me doing this, doing that, doing this, accomplishing this, doing this, doing this, doing that. All my hope is in you. And guess what? Wind can blow all it wants to. And does it still irritate me? Oh, yeah. But does is it, it's like on a, it's one-tenth the scale. It's no longer devastating. My house is not falling in. My house is not. My house is paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ that we celebrate every week. And if you mess with me, I'll celebrate twice a week. I just listen. That's how. That's how important it is. It's no longer my religion. It's the person of Jesus Christ in my house. It's His house. Whatever you want to do in my house, Lord, everything I have is yours. And you know, that's, that's what covenant means. We can't hold nothing back, even our firstborn son. Remember Abraham. All I have is yours. And when that happens, there's a peace that passes all understanding. And here's the deal. I still use a lot of common sense. <laughs> because this world don't use a lot of common sense. I, and I have to pick up the trash after y'all get done not doing that. I have to, anyway, that's my other job. But anyway, but the point being is this. God says, he's asking you this morning. He's asking all of us here this morning, where's your house? What'd you build to know? And I'm going to tell you, um, I popped over a hill in Car Lane the other day going approximately the posted speed limit uh, on the way to work. And guess what was in the road? A house was in the road. You say, Bruce, why do you bring that up? Because it's important. I'm going to tell you something. The monks, <laughs> the priests back in the Middle Ages, one of them wrote these words. He said, you know, even nature, now, now the Bible says even nature, but he was talking about specific things in nature were revealing the glory of God. And you say, you saw a house moving and you thought about God. Yeah. And maybe how well, I can make some money. But anyway, no, I'm just kidding. But watch this. Dad had to jack that thing off the blocks, and they were moving to its new location. I want to tell you something. Some of us, we, some of us, I just had to move over this way a little bit, get it all on Jesus. Okay, didn't have to hire the, the 
good thing the house wasn't very big, so we just kind of got some rednecks together and pushed it over, kind of like an outhouse. But watch this. Watch this. Some of y'all going to have to get it jacked up and put all your hope and faith in him. And then it's set down on the rock that can't be moved. Because I'm going to tell you something. Jesus is not up there. He said, what? I didn't ever think that to happen. He's not up there saying, oh no, what am I going to do now? Those words have never been heard in, in heaven from my, my Lord Jesus. Because he is the rock. And he ain't moving. And my hope and faith and confidence is in him. And this is the last little bit of the last point. <clears throat> I think I've said in Sunday school, I think I've said that like eight times. Huh. And I was right every time. I was just getting a little bit closer. You know, every watch, every clock is right twice a day. And, you know, that's why. So, and it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching. I'm going to tell you, this is, I'm just about done, seriously. Some people are astonished at this teaching that all you need is Jesus. Well, it's like that scene in The Jerk when he says, all I need is this, and he picks up this, and it's all I need is this. And that's what religion is. For long you're walking and you're dragging. All, this, all I need is this podium. I can, you know, all I need is this peanut. All I need is this. Oh, what about all my pistols? I got all, you know, that's crazy. That's crazy. And that's what religion is. They'll just keep picking up more stuff. Right? They were astonished at his teaching. And you know, that's what messed up the, the religious people that day. It can't be this simple. <laughs> it can't be this simple. Watch this. They were astonished at it. But listen, why? For he taught as one having authority. Is God in charge or not? Because yes. listen, literally, I've been in, on scenes before when things were not happening good, and when people show up, they, they, they only, most people will know one thing, who's in charge? Mm -hmm. Okay? And a lot of times, people are going, you know, and that's when you do that, that's when confusion starts. If you got somebody there that's in charge, you do that, you do that, you do that, you do that. And that's what's happening today. People don't know who in charge is. I'm going to tell you who's in charge. The rock's in charge. Is the rock in charge or not? Is the U.S. government in charge? Is the, is the, the whoever leads your local whatever? No, listen, God is God. If he ain't, we need to do something else. God is God. And he's in charge. Do you trust him? Yes. Or you can like me say mostly. You know, because sometimes I don't act like it. And it irritates me when I don't act like it. I'm not kidding. I mean, I'll get to die. Oh, Lord, you know what? I, maybe I need to. What about a hoota hoota water, hoota water, water, hoota 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 water, water. Okay. And that's not Indian. That's just my brain. I'm not kidding. That's not Caddo. Okay. But guys, watch this. He's in charge. And I'm going to tell you that you can rest in that today. You can button down the hatches and sit in your house 
and know that you're on the rock. And I want to tell you that that's what I've decided. I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm following Jesus. And we're going to do that. And we're going to be the men and women he's called us to be. And listen, just read the disciples. Look what he had to work with. And I was praying one time. I said, Lord, I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't do this right. I don't do that right. Lord, I don't do this right. Lord, I don't do this right. And I said, I'm sorry. You have to work with this and work with me. And he says, I've never had nothing to work with. <laughs> I mean, Paul said, he said, man, I'm the biggest sinner in the world. The things that I don't want to do, I do. The things that I do want to do, I don't. But let me write down these rules for you. you know. Is that what he said? I love the guy. He told the truth. And why can't we just be honest and say we're all a mess? You know, the biggest mess I deal with every day is in the mirror trying to I shake, scrape some of these whiskers off. When I get him dealt with, then everything else is pretty, pretty easy. Does that make sense? So bow your heads with me. Father, I thank you so much for these folks. Your grace is sufficient. Your under, this, understand, this simple gospel of Jesus Christ, of get, building our house on him, on his sacrifice, and Lord, and that doesn't mean, Lord, we don't walk and study and pray and try to make the right decisions, Lord. But here's the deal, Lord. We celebrate this morning. We celebrate. I celebrate you this morning, Lord, in the fact that you paid the price for me to build my house on you. And no matter what the wind does, Lord, it's like you say, they can destroy this body, but they can't touch me because, Lord, me is with you forever. And you've already saved me. And you can have that same assurance this morning by calling on the name of Jesus, by confessing your sins. He is faithful to forgive us from all unrighteousness. My name is written in the Lamb's book of life. In his own blood. The blood covenant of grace. And Lord, thank you this morning for that. And Lord, all of us who are struggling, all of those who are in pain this morning, those who are sick in the hospital, Lord, let us reach out to you this morning and receive what you have for us, God. And those of us, Lord, who are struggling through this life. And this life is going to be storms. There's going to be trouble. Lord, some of us need to hire a house moving place where we can drag what this, this shack we built over on you. So, Lord, provide a way this morning that we build our house on you. Thank you so much for speaking to us today, God, and giving us your grace. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Guys, thank you so much for being here in person. Thanks for being here online. A private message. Uh, put something in the comments. God bless you. Keep you. Let his light shine on you and give you peace. See you. Peace.